Welcome to the WCIA three and one pod titling this one Hoosier Boomer 80 to 65. The score was not as close as that. It didn't feel like it as Illinois absolutely gets crushed by the Hoosiers on Thursday night. Brett Barons and Bryce Beeman here recapping this one. And it was tough really from the start. Illinois was up four to two and then they were not up. Trace Jackson Davis was a monster tonight. 35 points for him. 15 of 19 from the field. He adds nine rebounds as well. And he was the reason that Indiana won tonight. Bryce, you were there courtside. What was your impression of what TJD, the preseason Big Ten player of the year, was able to do against the Orange and Blue? I mean, he just proved why, you know, he has so much hype around his name, in my opinion. You know, last year, Kofi kind of shut him down when Illinois played Indiana. And, you know, this year he took full advantage of no Kofi being around. I mean, they had 54 points in the paint compared to Illinois' 32 points in the paint. And, I mean, he just made it look easy. It didn't matter who was on him. You know, Dane, I thought, you know, for a while there, they were kind of battling back and forth. But at one point... um, he just kind of took off and I was wondering, I was like, is there any stopping him basically? And then they had Coleman Hawkins on him at one point. And, you know, I feel like he just turned and was like, here you go, man. I don't even know what to do at this point. And just kind of let him to the basket towards the end of the game. And, you know, I'm sure that wasn't what they're actually doing, but you know, it's, he was tough to guard and, you know, he could dribble. He's strong. He was, there was a big physical, just, kind of fight on the paint the whole time and I think they were just battling against him but he just made it look easy he just kind of I mean he was dunking he had a couple dunks he he made it look like he was playing against some younger kids honestly just with how well he played yeah I mean he was a monster and for me the thought I kept having was this is what Indiana fans felt like when Kofi was on the court now Mm -hmm. Illinois fans kind of get some you know, turnabout is fair play here after, you know, he just really dominated this game. And and I thought it was on both ends of the floor. Dane was able to do some things, especially in the first half, but they really clamped down. I mean, impressive stuff. I, you know, you just got to tip your cap. I think if you're an Illinois fan, yes, it's disappointing, but like they were the better team. And Brad Underwood after the game said he was frustrated with 19 straight days is what they've had no off days here it's just how the schedules played out this year was really really lamenting on that and said it's not an excuse but I it just comes across as that to me that hey look this team was tired didn't seem motivated to play four game winning streak snapped and they're not able to win five in a row that would have been the first time this year that's happened and to me it all comes down to what TJD was able to do against Dane and this was the first time Dane has really seen a powerful five like this that what trace is able to do. And and I just thought he really struggled. Brad said they tried to go double team. I didn't see that, especially in the first half. Brad said they tried several different things. I guess you take him for his word for it. That's what he said in the post game. I just, I don't know. I didn't see many adjustments, especially in the first half. What'd you see about that defensive matchup between trace and Dane? Yeah, I agree. I I actually was wondering, you know, you just mentioned that Brad said in the post game about that and how they, you know, had two guys on him at once, but I feel like I never saw it either. Cause I I kept wondering, I was like, are they going to make any type of change for a little bit there? I actually thought, you know, in the first half when 
Illinois had the lead for a little bit, you know, in the very beginning of the game. Um, and then even in the second half, Dane was still kind of keeping up with, or excuse me, even at the end of the first half, Dane was still kind of keeping up with him a little bit. And I was like, okay, you know, Dane had a couple little spins, you know, nice, good, nice footwork down below offensively. And I was like, okay, you know, there's still kind of a little matchup going on. You know, Trace hadn't really popped off yet. And then that second half, I, I don't know what, the plan was at halftime to try to stop him because it didn't work. I thought they at least had a little bit more competition in the first half. I know Trace was still had a lot of points still in the first half, but to me, I thought that, you know, at least the first half was a little bit more of a competition, but yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I guess that's Dane and Coleman Hawkins a learning experience here. Cause I mean, they're not, that's not the only guy they're going to see like that. You know, obviously he is a tremendous player, but you're going to see guys similar to him, you know, throughout your college career and they're still pretty young. So this, they need to take this as a learning experience because he's not the only huge guy that's that athletic that you're going to see. And if you want to continue playing, you know, and get to that next level as well, like they, they need to step up their game and learn how to play from them, learn how to play against bigs like that. No, absolutely. And it, they're going to have to learn and figure something out. Uh, last year, Trace against Illinois had six points in the game in Bloomington. Kofi pretty much shut him down. He was just three for nine from the field. And then he did play better in that big 10 tournament game. Uh, 21 points against Illinois and Indy with nine of 13, but 15 of 19 from the field tonight. And he made his first nine shots, Bryce. I mean, the dude was unstoppable against Dane early on. And I like how you put that, whatever adjustments they tried to make at half didn't work. Cause that's how I felt. I mean, yeah. what, what did they do differently? I didn't think Coleman's defense was very good in the post, just all around the, the post defense, not good for the Illini. And, you know, they only shot nine threes in the game, Indiana. So when you look at it and you take it out, they were what, 31 for 45 from two? Like, that's yeah. that's something, man. I mean, I, yes, give them credit. They they made the layups. And, and I thought that was a huge part of the game that Indiana was able to be so efficient in the rim. But, like, part of me at the same time, Bryce, is like, well, you got to defend. I mean, for as many layups as Illinois missed and for as many as they made, you know, I, I just – that to me was the huge reason that Illinois just didn't show up. You know, 13 missed layups for Illinois. Like, that's just – that's not going to win you many games when you have a team as efficient around the basket. Indiana, one of the most efficient and the best two-point field goal percentage teams in the country, and, and they really flex their muscle on that. Terrence Shannon Jr. goes for uh, a game or a team high, excuse me, 26 points. RJ Melendez has 10. He's fourth right from the field, a little mini slump breaker for him, but there's no one else in double figures. And I just really thought the ball stuck in the first half for all the movement that they had offensively in the second half at Minnesota, shooting 50% for the game against the Gophers. They were making so much progress. To me, the ball just stuck tonight, Bryce. Like they just didn't have any movement in that spread offense. I agree. You know, I thought that they were not moving the ball. I remember thinking this, actually. I was sitting there. I was like, you know, a couple of the games that I've been to and obviously watched in the last four games that they've won, they've moved the ball 
very well offensively and they moved it quick because I just remember like because like man they're moving the ball really well especially when you're on the floor and you're shooting the game you got to move with it real quick and they were moving the ball quickly and like I didn't see that movement as much I didn't think that um I thought they were forcing shots a little bit more than normal um than their last four games um I don't know if maybe they had more pressure on them from Indiana's defense and I think they were all up in their face as well but and I think that they were trying to force I think Indiana which was good by them, were trying to force them to go down low, and then they knew that they couldn't score from Trace down low. So I think that was kind of maybe their mindset going into the game, and it seemed to work because there weren't good shots. I mean, Illinois is 24 for 62 from just the field in general. I, that, that's not great. I think it was only about 30, what was it, 30% here? You only look there. Yeah, 30% from the field, 38 Um for, and that's they were shooting way better I just they weren't getting off good shots I thought their offense looked you know just not as composed as they normally are which is weird because when they came out in the first you know two possessions I was like okay Illinois is ready to go and they never quit trying I'll, I'll give them that like they didn't ever have like a head down moment and just like completely give up. There was a little lull there every so often when they couldn't score, but I will say like, they did never just like give up, which was good to see. Cause you never want to see a team just like absolutely just be like, Oh man, we're losing it. We're just going to stop. Um, but yeah, they just could not score. And I, I think it's their offense this time. They, they didn't look like the same offense that they've been running the last four games. No doubt about it. When you combine that with the, as many free throws as they missed nine for 23, from the line for Illinois at home. Like that's surprising. You're going to miss 14 free throws at home. And, you know, that's, it's just not a winning combination. You're just, you're not going to win many games, especially on the road. But when you do that at home, I, I think that's a little bit surprising there yeah. as well. And Brad's quote after the game that I don't necessarily agree with, but he said, I'm not worried about trace Jackson Davis is 35. I'm worried about Geronimo's 13 when he's averaging five talking about Jordan Geronimo who went six for eight from the field tonight. Jalen hood Shafino really flashed what his five-star potential could be, 10 points from him. Trey Galloway with 11. No one else really even sniffed anything for Indiana. Uh, six for Miller Cop and, and five for Malik Renault. Their bench obviously gashed with Xavier Johnson out and Race Thompson both out. Those guys' long-term injuries. If they would have had those two guys, and that's why Indiana was picked to win the league preseason – you know, heck, this this game could have been a whole lot different. But for them, I mean, it, it might have been even worse for Illinois. But the fact that you, you just combine all those things, plus Matt Meyer was sick, apparently. Bradenowood said after the game that tried to go tonight, only played, uh, he still played 21 minutes, took four shots, missed them all. No points for Matthew Meyer, gotten through some kind of sickness, uh, according to Brad Underwood after the game. And didn't have a shot in the first half, I don't believe. It was late into the first half where he had a shot at all. Uh, let me check that, actually. Uh, I did have two. Two shots in the first half, but like that, they were late. He was not in it. And when you, you lose one of your best scorers coming off that first career double-double, like that was really tough for Illinois as well. Uh, I, do you take any positives from this, Bryce? I mean – I I guess TJ with 26, you feel pretty good about. Took him 18 shots to get there. I just, I don't know how many positives you get out of this. I did mention RJ Melendez going four for eight and hitting a couple threes. I think that's a step for him, but like, I don't, I don't know that a line of nation really feels great about anything tonight. Do you? No, I, I don't think there's many positives, honestly. Like to put it bluntly, I mean, 
Terrence, I thought Terrence still had a pretty decent game. You're still putting up 26 points. You know, that's, you know, what Brad wants him to do. He wants him to be a leader on this team and everything. So, you know, I think positive Terrence is still continuing to play well. You know, he was eight for 18, but I also felt like he was the only one like taking shots sometimes. Sometimes like, I don't know, Aria had like, at least more decent shots. Like, I think he was trying to put the team on his back with that. So I think he, maybe he was trying to put up more shots, but um, still 26 points. So I guess that's a positive there, but you know, Coleman Hawkins, I thought was pretty non-existent, you know, Matthew Meyer being sick. So, you know, I, I guess I won't talk about that as much, but like it hurts not having him there. Um, And then I, yeah, I guess the other positive would be RJ Melendez. Cause I, I thought he had actually had a decent game. He came in and made a couple of threes too, and really hyped up the uh, fans and everything. And like, I think he was yelling and, you know, trying to get fans going when there was the whole technical fouls and, you know, Brad and the ref getting at it and stuff. And I thought he was um kind of hyping up the team and stuff like that. So I thought that he was doing kind of a good leadership role with that and also just, you know, shooting well. I, I don't know. There there weren't a lot of positives to come from this game. I, my whole thing was that they got to make the easy shots, and that's not what happened. If, they, if a lot of those shots fall, it wouldn't have been a bad game still. I, I think they still would have been behind, but the little shots and those free throws, like, you got to make them. They missed so many that just bounced around the rim, and it's like you got to make those little shots that are just giving – like the gimmies. Yep, 14 free throws, 13 layups. You're not going to make every one of them, but you'd sure like to make a whole lot more than that to give yourself a chance to win. Uh, it's, it's tough, tough sledding for the Illini tonight who looked like a, a tired team, looked like a team that really just Indiana wanted to be there more. And they now win their second straight game. Do the Hoosiers after beating Wisconsin and now taking down Illinois on the road, trying to fight back into that uh, middle-of-the-pack conversation. Illinois had a chance tonight to end the night tied for second after Michigan and Rutgers both lost. But that's not the case now as uh, they they remain a little bit lower down that Big Ten totem pole. And, and we're really seeing here that Purdue is by far the best team, absolutely crushing um, Minnesota tonight in Minneapolis. I believe Minnesota had uh, like 16, 19 points at halftime. That Whoa. game got out of hand quick. Wow, for Purdue. So it's it's Purdue and all the rest. I mean, that's really what it's coming down to in the Big Ten here. 61-39 was that final from uh, Purdue. And they had, excuse me, I gave too much credit to the Gophers. They had 12 points at half. It was 31-12. Oh um, I hadn't even been able a, to check many scores because I was at the ga game. Not even a point per minute for the wow. old Gophers uh, tonight. So... We'll see. I mean, it's still a long way to go here. Illinois now on the season, 13 and six overall, four and four in the Big Ten. So, you know, you're uh, what, a third of the way? You're more than a third of the way through the Big Ten schedule here. And the roller coaster ride kind of continues for this Illini team. And we'll see where it goes from here. Ohio State Tuesday night. And the Buckeyes are absolutely reeling. You're catching yeah. them. I would say at a good time for Ohio State because they are uh, losers of five straight. Illinois was one of the winningest teams, tied for one of the winningest teams coming in tonight at four straight wins. But the Buckeyes have lost five in a row now after starting Big Ten play 2-0. and They are 2-5, and and I believe they have another game before they come. Yep, they play Iowa in Columbus on Saturday before coming to Champaign. So Illinois getting a day off. 
a couple days off here. Brad said they will have to take by NCAA rule Friday and Saturday off before getting back in the gym on Sunday and that Tuesday Ohio State game. So maybe you're catching Ohio State at the right time. And this schedule, you would have thought coming into this game, playing out pretty well for the Illini, five of seven at home starting tonight. So they have a chance here, and they need to win some games at home to stay in that top tier. And as we look and get closer to turning that month to February, you really start seeing the positioning of those Big Ten standings a whole lot more. Illinois trying to get into that top four for the third straight year and that double bye in the NCAA tournament. I guess it would be uh, the fourth straight year. Is that right? 19, 20, 21. So I'm trying to think. 20, 20, 21, 22. This would be the fourth straight year. They had the double bye in the COVID year. Now, the Big Ten tournament didn't happen or it Mm -hmm. was canceled. So I guess you could say four straight. You're looking to make it four straight years uh, to not have to play until Friday. And we're getting closer to starting to look at those standings. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. This team's a roller coaster. I don't don't envy Alina Nation, Bryce. I mean, you just try (laughs) to figure out what team is going to show up on what night. Uh, that's that's not yeah. really a place fans like to be I don't think yeah I it's funny because I was actually in the pregame show talking about how I was like I think the the Illini that we saw you know against Penn State in that little holiday slump I was like I think I think they're gone and was literally just talking with Piper about it. I was like I think that they're they're on an upward trend right now and then they <laughs> lost by this much so I was like well uh guess I should put my foot in my mouth with that one but <laughs> <laughs> I was like I just said that uh before the game so maybe I jinxed them sorry Illini Nation but um I do think though on the bright side of Illinois they didn't stop fighting and that's something that we did see when they were kind of not having their best time is that they kind of just quit a lot more than I still think they have a fight to them like it wasn't their best game but I think this is you know they're still a roller coaster of a team for sure but um I think this is something that maybe Illini nation doesn't get too down about. I think that there's still, there's still something there. I think that they could, they still have potential to me. I don't know. I see, I still see their potential this, this game, not as much, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Well, they they do have these wins and that's the crazy thing. You know, UCLA wins tonight at Arizona (laughs) state. They're now 17 and two. One of their only losses is to Illinois. Played Virginia tight. You beat Texas. Like it, this is just the roller coaster ride of a season of of what yeah. it's been for the Orange and Blue, and it's going to continue here. Like I don't think it's going to level out. I mean, no, I, I yeah. just think this is what they are. This is what they're going to be, and you just hope they're peaking at the right time. If you're an Illini fan here, as we get closer to March. All right, Bryce. Uh, I guess you could say it was fun. It was fun for Kevin Lighty to be there. Oh he, yeah, he, he was. was- Wearing his Hoosier pants tonight, those candy stripe pants that look terrible. Uh, he, he was loving himself, our chief meteorologist, a <laughs> uh, big Hoosier fan from Indiana. But uh, I, I will say this, just watching TJD dominate, you're just like, whoa. I mean, yeah. He's just a dude. You know what I mean? He was and, impressive. And I give a lot of respect to him for just being like a dude. And, and Look, I don't really care who wins, but I, I do respect his story. And, and seeing someone dominate like that is just like, wow. He was extremely impressive to watch. Like, yeah, so I credit when credit's due for sure. I agree with you there. Yeah. We'll see how the Illini bounce back. For Bryce Beeman, I'm Brett Barons. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. We've got highlights on our website, 
from the game. I don't know why a lot of nation want to watch them, but they are there. <laughs> WCIA.com slash sports. Plus, you can listen to Brad Underwood's full post-game press conference on our digital channels. Just search WCIA3 Sports or WCIA3 Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to it all there. We carry it live as it happened from State Farm Center. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time here on the WCIA 3 and 1 podcast.